0: Welcome to episode 238 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hey. It is Friday night, May 11th, and tonight is our long-awaited Avengers Infinity War review. We've heard from people on Twitter and the social media saying, hey, where's the definitive Infinity War review? They say, we've listened to other podcasts, we've read articles, but nothing has given me the comprehensive, true review of Infinity War like McSauce will. So here you go, coming up this episode, buckle up, it's Infinity Time. Isn't that someone's catchphrase?
1: It's Infinity Time, that's Thanos' catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets on the dance
0: floor.
2: I picture it de- delivered by Schwarzenegger. It's infinity time. Hey, that was pretty good. Thank you. It's like it's turbo time. Oh,
0: yeah. I was thinking it's clobbering time, but it's infinity time. <laughs> oh, those all work. If if you told me infinity time was something from the original Gem and the Holograms cartoon, I'd be like, yeah, it totally was. <laughs> but before we dig into infinity time... We do housekeeping time with Ian Sharpley. <laughs> com, the home of our webcomic.
1: Our podcast is housed there as well. You can go to the Facebook page to join the fan conversation where lots of our fans yelled at us about not having the podcast up or... You know Paul taking a vacation. How dare he not schedule his vacation around Infinity War? You can um you can check us out on Instagram as well as YouTube and Twitter. Just type in MCSOSS and you'll be able to find all of the mix sauce goodness. Paul mentioned uh, some of those other podcasts out there. There's been a lot of talk about the Infinity War. A lot of a lot of professional podcasts have given their opinion but some of the best podcasts that i've listened to have been our own friends of this pod case in point justin case and Ponch gave a pretty great breakdown i thought they really dove into some of the deeper cuts from the comics and talked mm-hmm. about how some of the comic book stuff related to the film so i thought that they did a really great job yeah um,
0: justin and Ponch were dropping names that i wasn't familiar with Now, granted, I don't know the original comic. I almost wrecked my car whenever they mentioned the Living Tribunal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's something I had to Google. So check them
1: out, the Case in Point. Case in Point, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Our good friend Larry Ganey of the Guest Room podcast also broke down the Infinity War, an instant reaction style podcast that uh, he recorded with his fellow avengers goers directly after the show we like to wait a whole two weeks to let it settle (laughs) in but larry gives you the instant feedback one week uh has it been i don't know Uh, no two weeks two weeks Yeah. yeah i feel like it's two weeks so yeah now now we're gonna be able to to really close everybody can close the book on their avengers experience with the mcsauce comic book podcast the the last installment of the review cycle, as always, we usually close it out. Because so. we're
0: the right one. Like, why, why do you want to close it out with false information and bad opinions?
1: <laughs> well, without uh, further ado, why don't, we, why don't we jump into it?
0: So two weeks ago, Avengers Infinity War was released. We didn't have McSauce Field Trip. We were scattered to the winds for the weekend, but we all got out and saw it opening weekend. Ian, you and I wound up seeing it a second time. Matt, you didn't get around to a second viewing? Correct. Uh, I think after the second trailer, we were all a little juiced for this movie. We were we were ready. Were we? Were we? A little I'd little love bit. to go to the tape. Because a little you bit guys, more than the first. The first trailer stunk.
1: It was impossible for you guys to be less excited after the first trailer. Yeah, right. But after the
0: second trailer, we I were feel like, um, you were still really skeptical at that
1: point. I'm... McSaucecasters, check the fucking tape because I think you two were pretty unimpressed at that point.
2: After the second trailer? Yes. No. I I think you're remembering it wrong. Yeah, I think so
0: too. After the second, the second trailer was really good. I still think I was more excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I was still more excited for Infinity War after trailer two. I I said we were juiced. I didn't say we were fucking stroke fest over here. Oh, no, I, d-
1: I don't think that you guys were juiced at all. I think that you guys were like, oh, maybe it's not going to be a flaming pile of shit. Yeah, That's please, pretty much what you guys were like. Mix Sauce Nation, go yeah, to Yeah, check tape. the fucking tape. It's not like we don't have this recorded. Go to the fucking archives, everybody, and
0: <laughs> prove me right. Or, correctly, wrong. <laughs>
1: sure, okay. So anyway, you guys going in were, you know, I'd say, what, giving it a four- On excitement
0: somewhere around Um, there? Not very Yeah, probably a five. Yeah, I don't think... Even after the second trailer, if I gave it a six, I'd I'd be surprised. I I think I was probably closer to a five. Um, I didn't... Yeah, going in, I I figured it... I I didn't think it was going to deliver the emotional goods. Um, I thought it was going to be a big... Just a big spectacle uh, fight movie. I didn't think it was going to have... The emotional weight that it did, and I'm very happy that it did. I think that that was all of our major concern with all of
1: these characters from all of these different franchises. There's no way that they're going to be able to build anything. It was just going to be a big CGI smash fest, and um, I I feel like they they proved that theory that we had going in wrong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's great about this, ladies and gentlemen, is that I know exactly how Paul feels about this movie, because I've talked to him at ad, ad length about this movie a couple of different times. I haven't talked to Matt at all for about two weeks now, so I have no idea how he's going to come out here. He might have some f- flaming hot take
0: well, about how m- Matt and I his have, feelings about it. Matt and I have spent a good bit of time over the last few days with each other. And nary a word was mentioned about Infinity War. Yeah, we've avoided it.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Well, All that's right.
0: that's generally the mix sauce way. You know, like we don't we don't spoil anything. We like to save it for the podcast.
1: Before I went to see it, because I saw it after you, Paul, you sent me a text the night before saying, I can't wait for you to see this movie. And you usually don't tip your hand I know. like that. I know. And I took it and I was like Well, is there any way that he liked this? Probably not. This is going to be the worst movie of all time.
0: That's why I felt I can't wait for you to see this movie was safe because I don't it could have gone either way. It could have been like the way I would have said that about The Last Jedi.
1: Yeah. Well, that's see with that in mind. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, my God, because what else wants to pile on this movie with me? Because
0: what else comes to mind when I text you but negativity?
1: anytime I see your fucking face it's
0: <laughs> negativity. Uh <clears throat> so Matt, why don't you why don't you kick things off? Tell us uh tell us a little bit about Infinity War.
2: Well, um my excitement for it uh started to grow as we approached you know the opening night. Um up until maybe a couple days before I was lukewarm at best um i don't i don't remember thinking that it was going to be terrible the way that ian is revising history but i, I do recall <laughs> um being i must not have
1: time gem <laughs> <laughs> i i don't
2: i don't re, i do recall um being interested you know i mean yeah it's the culmination of 10 years of of films, what is it, seventeen, eighteen movies to that point?
1: Eighteen movies, nineteen counting this
2: one. <clears throat> right. So this was the big payoff. Well, half of the big payoff, right? And uh it was based on a on a comic book that uh I know Ian and I hold kind of near and dear to our heart, The Infinity Gauntlet, which came out in nineteen ninety one and um was some of our earliest comic book reading, I think. You got that as it came out, right, Ian?
1: Um, I did. I think I, I remember more clearly. I You know what? I might not have gotten it as it came out. I think I got it after it already had come out. And I remember getting the Infinity War as it came out and being really more into that one mm-hmm. than the Gauntlet mm-hmm. um, just because I was a sucker for all the in the Infinity War crossover it spilled over to more books it was one of the first times that it was more of a crossover um that i had experienced and the fun thing about it was there were a bunch of uh doppelgangers like a bunch of like evil copies of the uh the hero of Yeah that book. was
2: the, that was the comic book that taught me what the word doppelganger was, yeah. which I thought was an incredibly weird looking word. Is it
0: doppel or doppel? Doppel? I let doppel. you go,
2: it's doppelganger. Doppelganger?
0: Okay. Um I think the first time I came across Doppelganger was there was a there was a Spider Man yeah. figure that had big hairy legs. No, no. Big no, no, like no, grey no. legs. He It's like, sp- like actual spider legs. No, that's out. not the
2: doppelganger version.
0: Well, regardless, there was an action figure of like a mutated like spider-man yeah that was doppelganger or something and that was the first my first run run over with that word so
1: that uh regards like i was more into that the infinity war than the yeah. infinity gauntlet but i i did pick up the infinity gauntlet i followed the silver surfer so i was really into it um i re i recently reread The Infinity Gauntlet after watching this movie. Oh, man,
2: I haven't read it in years. How did it hold up? Pretty
1: good. I liked it. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff in it that I forgot about. Art
2: by Ron Lim and George Perez. Yeah, yeah. Two classic artists. George Perez More more
1: George Perez stuff than I... He was always
2: known as, like, the, the Avengers guy. At least I think he was. And then Ron Lim was the silver surfer guy. Yeah. And that, that comic book series features both pretty heavily.
1: What was cool is that they, watching the movie, I don't, I don't remember the things that they pulled from the comic, but going back and rereading the comic, yeah. the opening scene of the book, it's the silver surfer that smashes through Doctor Strange's house and starts talking about how Thanos is coming. The movie, it's, um, it's uh, the Hulk. But I thought that was cool that they, they used that in the movie. There's also a scene where Drax and Mantis get kind of unraveled or turned into blocks. And I remember that. And that's something that they pulled right out of the comics. Yep. Um, yep. It, different characters, but the same effect that Thanos is using. I didn't
0: remember him. Mantis being in the... Well, she she's... an in Infinity Gauntlet. She's not. It but, was, Like, um, that effect happens to her. Well, who it, gets turned into...
2: It was... written in the book?
0: It's, uh, the,
2: the... Green chick. What's her name?
1: Uh, shit. I had uh, why it. Why am I up. drawing You're a blank here. on it? It's not Gamora. I had She-Hulk? She-Hulk?
2: No. No, oh, no, it's, um... It's Gamora, right? No, it's,
1: it's, um... Nebula. Nebula. Oh, that no, was Nebula? Yeah, that... Nebula and, um... Thanos' brother. I don't have his name. Is that like Star here. Fox? It's th- some weird red-haired-looking guy. Um, More.
2: Mm, it begins with an M. Yeah, it is Star Fox. Oh, maybe it doesn't begin with an M.
1: No, it's it is Star Fox. But is that,
2: that the the one that he takes his mouth away? Yeah. Okay.
1: But um, that. All that being said, it was cool that the filmmakers incorporated some of those really classic standout moments into the film, mm-hmm. and it paying tribute to the the story a little bit more than I thought they were, than I remember. Than now. they could. I mean,
2: yeah. right, going into it, you know that the two main good guys aren't even going to be in the movie. Adam Warlock is, like, number one, and number two was Silver, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, yeah. And neither one's even in the movie, so th- they had to change it just a little bit. Yeah,
1: I, I think they were... They, they were able to change it in ways that made sense for this current Marvel universe and yeah. still fun yeah it, yeah it, didn't yeah, it, hurt it, the
2: story, it no. I agree. Uh, I wonder if they'll bring in because they they kind of teased Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians too. I wonder if they'll actually bring him into the second, you know, part of this. I would imagine Infinity that War.
1: there's a lot of story and character building that they would have to do in Captain Marvel in order to be able to do that and bring him in to be the savior. Of yeah. The universe.
2: Yeah. But who knows? Maybe, maybe it's possible. I don't know. I think that would be pretty cool. But going back to when the comic book came out, my uh, introduction to it, I didn't actually, I wasn't the buyer of the comic book. My brother who sort of started getting into comic books a little bit through me, like by proxy, just because I was getting them. And then he sort of, Got a little bit of an interest, but he, but his interest was short lived, Ian. It only lasted.
1: I was gonna say I didn't think Title Wave T was a big uh, comic book fan. Title Wave More T or a fan of the pool.
2: <laughs> well, he was a fan of the pool, uh, but he he also like he's into a lot of the same stuff I'm into, right? Um, but
1: like he's like the Bizarro Macassal because he likes Transformers and you hate them, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know if he still does. I don't think he gives a shit now, but when we were kids, yeah. But he was Okay, so he got the Infinity Gauntlet number 3, and I wasn't interested. Even though, you know, they had the um Oh no, this was Infinity War with the with the fold-out cover. Mm-hmm. Um in uh with the Infinity Gauntlet, it was just um a standard cover, but he got number 3 and that was the um the issue where what was on the cover of that? I'm drawing a blank. Infinity Gauntlet? Three. The Infinity Gauntlet number three. It's
1: the one with the heroes rushing
2: at the Oh, that's the, right. All the heroes. Yeah, how could yeah. I forget? And then, and the then next number four one is, is Thanos Thanos. And to me that's I think the Infinity Gauntlet number four is one of my top five favorite comic books of all time. Like single issues. We should do a podcast about like our favorite single issues. That would be kind of fun. But Infinity Making Gauntlet, the
1: show on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. Infinity
2: Gauntlet is number four. Is totally up there. That's the big, epic brawl where all the heroes fight Thanos, and really, the ne- spoilers, they never stood a chance. And uh, I knew that we weren't going to get exactly that in the movie, but I knew we would get some semblance of it, and we did. And I thought that it was it was pretty pretty well executed um, for the most part. It was a little smaller in scale, but maybe they're they're saving their load for the next movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what do you, why do you think it was smaller in scale?
2: Well, okay, so I think like all the heroes fighting against Thanos, like in Infinity Gauntlet number four, nothing to that. Degree really happened in this movie. The closest that we got was when Iron Man, Spider Man, uh, Doctor Strange, um, Mantis, Mantis, Star Lord, Star Lord was Drax there too. Drax was there, yeah. Um, that group of characters that was the closest, and that's just a handful, right? Like in Infinity Gauntlet number four, it was just buckets and buckets of heroes, and yeah. one gets killed after another, after another. I mean, Spider Man has, if I'm not mistaken, oh no, Iron Man is decapitated. Nebula killed Spider Man, and because she was fighting alongside um, Thanos, and uh, I believe, I believe she also killed Spider Man. She smashed his head with a rock.
1: I believe so. Yeah, I still think that that scene from the from the film where they're trying to pull off Thanos' gauntlet yeah, and they have to combine and use all of their powers of yep. all the comic book movies that we've seen and we've seen a lot of them there have been 18 other Marvel movies a handful of DC mo- movies that we have totally forgotten at this point X-Men movies the older Spider-Man movies out of all of them that scene right there where they're all combining and using their powers and using strategy that fucking felt like this is a comic book come to life to me. And like, it really gave me a, mo- a real intense moment of joy watching them all like team up together and use all these powers that you've never seen them use to- yeah. together to fight this. And it like, it, it was so close and they almost did it. It like that moment right there, I was like, I, f- I fucking love this movie. That was great. Like, I, I, it was one of those moments when I was watching it where I was like, I can't wait to watch this shit again.
2: And yet you knew that they weren't going to make it. You knew that they yeah. weren't going to get that glove yep. off of them.
1: Yep. Nope. It was so there was close. never a chance. It was so close.
2: You're like, you're just waiting. All right, what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Star-Lord's going to screw everything up. Nice job, Star-Lord. It's, it's the journey, not the destination.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you completely, I think that I at least empathized with Star-Lord's reaction that his lady was killed and he couldn't help Although, I kind of think it would have been more effective, this is a nitpick, I think it would have been more effective if, in the scene with the Collector, when she's telling, Gamora's telling Star-Lord, go ahead, do it, kill me, if he would have straight up just, like, disobeyed that order, and tried to shoot Thanos instead, and have the bubbles come out, And, and then the regret for him, like, oh man... I wish I would have shot her and killed her. That regret would have been built into his reaction a little bit more. It's a nitpick. It's a little fucking well, thing. See, but I like, think that would have made more sense for him to react like that.
0: I listened to a couple podcasts and yeah. by now, you know, we're spoiling the shit out of Infinity War. And if yeah, you like our. Any of the
1: 200 plus episodes of this show, you know that. the
0: The part of the movie that. I could watch forever, you know when all of when the best team of heroes in the best part of the movie teams up to take on Thanos, and then Quill ruins it because he loses his temper when he finds out Gamora dies. A couple podcasts I listened to didn't think that tracked with who Peter Quill was as a character or what Peter and Gamora's relationship was because it was like it was all. From what we've seen in two Guardians movies, it was all just like really flirty. and in the first one, Gamora wasn't having any of it. So the the thought process was, this isn't like the love to last a lifetime that's worth ruining the entire universe for. But so like they think it was out of character for Quill to completely lose his mind at that point.
1: Quill gets really attached to the ladies that he loves in his life, right? But
0: I mean... here's but my 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 argument against that. Is like earlier in the scene, you know, we see, you know, I think Tony calls him plucky and he's like, don't say plucky, you know, When then he's, we don't he's know like, what we don't, we don't know what that means, something like, like something that would be said, yeah, and like Sauce an podcast, I think they're like Quill knows they get by on, you know, like guile and luck, and I think at that point when he and I, I, I think it so. At that point, I don't think he's really concerned with losing. Like, you know, there's one of Thanos. We've got, you know, six heroes tying him down. Like, I don't think he's really concerned about, you know, that we're really going to ruin the universe over well, this. Peter
1: Quill isn't a calculated right. person. He's, he's, he's an al- emotional dude. He's, he's also he's all based in emotion and nostalgia. Yeah, he's like, also that fits very, right very,
0: he in, he's also very impetuous. And from. The scenes we get when Gamora trusts him enough to say "kill me," something's clearly happened between Guardians two in this movie that has brought them closer together.
1: Well, even the scene whenever she's telling him, "You are going to have to kill me," right. in the spaceship.
0: And if you take and you know, some other people had a problem with, oh, there were no there was no character development, there were no character arcs. Well, that's what the previous eighteen fucking movies were for. So, if you look at Quill's Quill's story from the first Guardians to this movie. Peter loses his mother at a young age, gets zapped into space. Um, Then he finds his dad, who turns out to be crazy ego. He also dies. He realizes, oh, fuck, Yondu's been my dad this whole time. He dies. And at the end of Guardians 2, they all kind of come together and realize, oh, well, this is is my family. Gamora's my family. And then Gamora dies. So if you take all of that into consideration, it's not out of line at all for Star-Lord to lose his mind and just haul off on Thanos and cost the universe half of its population. And
1: people that are complaining about not a lot of character development from the heroes in this film, well, that's because, like you said, there are all these other movies that did all that heavy lifting. This movie was about the villain. He was the main character. He was the one that we had to believe in in order for this movie to work, and I think that they did a great job with building in and making him sympathetic. I think that the Marvel Universe, for the past few movies, has done a good job with their villains, with Killmonger, with the Vulture. I think they've done a great job with that.
0: Because they listen to the McSauce podcast. They've after, heard us talk about Ronan after and we, Malekith.
1: After we dragged, uh, who's the dude from uh, Yellow Jacket? Oh, Evil <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: Darren... Uh, Darren... Darren Cross, Darren Cross, yeah. yeah.
1: So I I think they have done a great job in the last few movies with their villains, at least with fleshing them out and giving them reasonable perspectives that and and motivations that we yeah. can all kind of latch on. Thanos
0: was really great.
1: Did we did we have a problem with him being as you know it's a CG character? Sometimes people have a hard time following along.
0: Or believing in a CG character, do we have any qualms with how he looked? I thought he was done so well. There were a couple there were a couple little couple points where I was like, eh, that looks kinda goofy. But the second time I saw it, in the very beginning when him and the Hulk are fighting, I was watching it and it looked so good. I was like, the Hulk's the thing that isn't real in the scene. (laughs) Like I and I'm I'm sure a lot of that probably had to do with Thanos wearing the armor the time and it's easier to animate you know like metal and hard surfaces other than like skin and you know the way like a a body moves under bone and muscle um but it looked so freaking good and like all of the up close you know facial shots you know like he looked really good the entire movie except when he's walking up the stairs to his throne and he sits down and it looked really weird but it didn't look nearly as bad as any time proxima midnight was on screen which was like Uh, it was like a big gross smudgy thumbprint on the screen every time every time she was on which stunk because i really wanted her to be sexy
1: yeah it was weird and it was weird after the fact when i found out it was carrie coon's voice yeah it seems like a waste of a really talented actress just like I can put her in some makeup and put her out there like Mm -hmm. I think that would be a better use of that actress
2: I think that in you you brought up a point that I wanted to talk about in that um, Marvel has come full circle with their villains clearly up to this point Loki was always the character that everybody always pointed to yeah Marvel villains aren't bad look Loki he's so great he's so multi dimensional et cetera et cetera but Thanos um kind of obliterated everybody that's come before as a villain i think uh, although you could argue that perhaps his motivation was a little lacking a little well, thin if you, you could argue
1: well, yeah i i i don't know i i like it say you <laughs> you do the research, and your, your your community's dying, and you see the only way is to thin the herd. Everybody laughs at you, and then that thing that you were worried about, that you told every about everybody about, happens. And you still believe in your heart that if only you had the authority or the power to do what you wanted to do, you could have saved everybody. I think that that's. I mean, it's fucking totally crazy.
0: Thanos like, is JorEl if Krypton doesn't explode, <laughs> if it just dies. I
1: I I think it's it's it is it's based on a foundation of logic, but it's insane. But I can see, I can see it. Like I can
2: understand. I feel like he, you know, on one hand, I kind of want to compare him to Magneto. You know, believes in his cause, doesn't view himself as the villain, obviously. Uh, he thinks he's doing what he's doing for the greater good. Although, is it the greater good? Because it's only one half. Um, the other half, not so good. Um, <clears throat> but he still believes in it.
1: Well, you're saying with, with uh, Thanos? Yes. Only one half? Well, he's saying that better one half than no half. And I think that, oh, okay, that's... okay, fair. Uh, yeah, because you're either going to... You're going to sacrifice half to save the other Right, half, but the whole the vote. whole
2: concept is just nuts, right? Like, that's the entire universe. The entire universe is in... I wish in- that
1: there was some, like, they would have set up in some of the other movies that, like, maybe there is some decay in the universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe the Guardians go to a couple of it- planets that are, like, starving and fucked up or something like that, you know? To kind of lay the seed that, like, Thanos might be right.
2: Right, and but you know what even though they really didn't do that i'm okay with just taking him as he believes in what he's doing but he's nuts yeah and he doesn't realize he's nuts but he's nuts but it it's still backed by emotion and you know what he perceives as logic and that's okay that's good enough for me um i thought that it was interesting and brave of them to let Thanos be the main character. Like after the movie, I was thinking like, who was the main character? Was it, was it Iron Man? You know, was it, was it like Thor? Or was it Gamora? And then I was like, no, no, it was, it was so clearly Thanos. Mm -hmm. He was, he was the main guy in the movie. And not only that, you know, it's unusual to have the villain as the main character, especially in a movie where it's filled with heroes. Um, I thought that that was a brave choice that worked out.
1: A brand new CG character. That and the fact that he really was
2: computer-generated. Yeah. Now, granted, he did kind of look like a He-Man figure, but he still looked pretty good.
1: He, lo- They took a lot of... It looked like they took a lot of Josh Brolin's facial performance and translated it. There was a lot of subtlety to the stuff that he was doing, a lot of... um. I, th- I thought a lot of good acting behind all of the computer-generated stuff.
2: Yeah. I Now, I do wish that his voice maybe would have had a little bit more boom to it. But other than that, you know, that's, that's nitpicky. But, you know, if yeah. I'm allowed, then no, I would say that. No,
1: you are. And I understand what you're saying. But do you think maybe it's a choice to have him have sort of a softer voice so that it... Because... A lot of the drive behind what they wanted to do, I think, is create some like sympathy for him in some kind of way that you can align yourself with this character in some way. And I think Josh Brolin just kind of basically doing his own voice, I think, lets the audience kind of ride with him like that.
2: maybe uh i didn't sympathize with thanos at all i mean i know that they gave him cgi tears and everything but uh he was crazy and he was wrong so i'm not he was
0: but it it makes him more it makes him more sympathetic it makes him easier to it makes him easier to understand if he sounds like us like uh i don't know the the goal
1: isn't to have the all-encompassing evil of the universe like Darth Vader is right. What that isn't the goal
2: no I understand but at the same time I don't need him to be sympathetic I just need him to be believable uh, And I think
1: that's kind of a little bit of the core of the character that they built in this movie is there is a little bit of like okay well I see where you're coming from and some of the things that you're doing are uh, what when he tosses Gamora over the cliff do you have any reservations that he doesn't love her like i think he does love her and that's why it worked like it's a believable thing that that character would have a soft spot and would take this child in and would love
2: them um no i i don't view him that way i i don't view him as uh anything really more than a sociopath that thinks he has feelings but at the at the end of the day what does he really care about? Himself?
1: He's not doing it for himself though. Don't you Do you think that he's doing it for himself?
2: Um I don't know. I mean I mean the like, entire universe probably would say, "Yeah, you know what? Don't do that." So, uh it, you know, maybe
1: it is his ego, but I don't think that he uh, Maybe there's maybe there's an argument there that he's doing it to be proved right, but I don't think that. I he, mean, he
2: certainly viewed himself as the one and only force that that could and would do it, or would and could do it, right? Right. But yeah, I don't I think, think he's
1: doing it only for himself. He thinks he's doing it for to be to be a, uh, a to say he, he sees it as mercy, yeah. you know.
0: Um. The I I took the feelings for Gamora as being completely genuine, like whether his motivations for killing half of the universe are selfishly to prove himself right um, or to just like selfishly do it to be the to be a god. I thought his the last little shred of actual feeling and humanity was in Gamora, because if it wasn't, the soul stone would have saw through it and wouldn't. Because how have allowed times, that sacrifice. How many
1: times have suitors come up there and probably thrown right. people over or what? Oh, whoever and thrown yeah, anyone so, like, over and the, made the, the sacrifice. But if fair. they didn't truly love them, yeah. then the soul stone would just reject them.
0: Right. So I, I think the love for Gamora was was real, but everything else is really up for grabs. And he is a he's a bad guy. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Loki's so great." Yeah, because Loki's not really a bad guy. I mean, Loki's helped our heroes oh, no, time man. and time Loki again.
1: Loki tried to kill his. Stepfather and tried to do yeah. terrible things to his stepbrother and yeah, but tried the way take over Asgard. But he's even a in villain. even
0: in he he is but charismatic. even in even in the dark world, he's helping Thor. And yeah, they're they're for selfish reasons, but he's not Loki's not really a bad guy. And in this one, like Loki tries to do the right thing at at the very end. Thanos, well
1: sure right sure. but my, my point is end, you can't he's make still, he's still a villain my point everybody. is you can't
0: make an argument for thanos you can put together that he's a, a good gray guy. area no, you can't. right you can put together a gray area argument for loki you can't do that for thanos no you can't so but like he is thanos still... is probably the greatest villain then because like he's, he's yeah am multifaceted he's he has a lot of layers none of those layers are good guys
1: Right, I, I Loki never said, has good dialogue. I never guy said layers. that he was a hero. I'm just saying that he's. I know, a, he's I know a Sympathetic didn't. villain.
0: Yeah. They, so, but like, I, I think as far as straight up villains go, like Thanos is a straight up villain, and he was really good. Yeah. The CG was really good. I like, you know, the voice. I like the way he carried himself. Um, like, just really threatening. Like,
1: I thought it was a good choice for them to take him out of the armor for the majority of the movie. You get to see him in his traditional gear for the first, you know, five minutes. But then after that, you see him sort of, and it humanizes him a little bit. And I think it makes you believe that character a little bit more. But um, yeah, Thanos was, I think Thanos was a big hit of the film. If he didn't work, the whole movie doesn't work. Absolutely, And... I think films.: I think it was
2: a bit of a gamble to do that, but you know, if done right, which it was, it paid off. great. Um,
1: it's amazing because Marvel Marvel's CG isn't always awesome. Like even in that film, there, there are moments of not great graphics. like there. what? Um, the one that sticks out is end of the movie, banners in the Hulkbuster outfit without the head. Yeah, and he just is. It looks really strange. It looks mm. like they just plopped them in there, photoshopped them on top <laughs> of something like didn't even bother to scale it or anything. It looks weird. Um, so, I mean, that's that's one. Uh, McGinty mentioned uh, Proxima Midnight or is that Proxima Midnight? Is that yeah. right? Now, I did think that Ebony Maw looked pretty good. They did he a lot fantastic. of, like, up-close stuff. He looked creepy. He looked realistic.
2: Well, like, Corvus Glaive good. looked really good, too. Yeah. yeah the, the like, Maul I was, thought he looked the coolest. Yeah. The Ma, I thought, was a really cool villain. Yeah. Uh, the, the evil version of Doctor Strange. And, you know, I thought that it was really cool to see just how freaking powerful that guy was. Mm-hmm and he's a servant to thanos like that just puts it into perspective i thought that his introduction at the beginning in new york city with uh doctor strange and iron man and and bruce banner was very 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 cool
1: that's a real that's another cool fight and it felt like a marvel comic come to life when yeah. you have the main heroes that you know you bought the comic for maybe it's an iron man book maybe it's Doctor Strange you're re- you're flipping through and then all of a sudden Spider-Man pops in and it really felt like, uh, like a star. Yeah, it was so fucking fun.
0: Like I I love that <clears throat> shit. Yeah, bringing bring every everyone together was was a lot of fun and uh one probably what I loved most about this movie is that it was Guardians 3. Yeah, I like, like that too. Was, I was
1: surprised that it was Guardians 3.
0: It was Guardians heavy, and I've made no bones that Guardians are my. F- I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel's. Space al- Marvel is al- the best Marvel.
1: Almost as much as you like Ant Man. It's Ant Man. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Come way down here is Guardians, and then the rest. Don't be a
0: jag off. Guardians and Ant Man. We can all tape on that
1: when you're slurping <laughs> fucking Ant Man. Wait till,
0: wait till Guardians 3 comes out. You want to see excitement and slurping? Wait till Guardians 3 is coming out. I can't um, wait till Guardians three comes out. So, it's
1: actually a Captain America movie. Oh
0: my god! I've all I've so I've been a big fan of the Guardians movies and the Guardians characters. There's you know this isn't a surprise, but what was kind of a surprise, th- what was a surprise to me, was how little I gave a shit about the parts of this movie that were Guardians free. Like I really hope Wanda and Vision are dead, dead, like real dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the Cap, Wakanda, Bucky, Wanda Vision stuff, Falcon stuff. I don't care. Like, I wish I I had to pee in the middle of my the first viewing. I missed the introduction of the Red Skull on Voromir. Um, I should why have went you, anytime time Scarlet Witch was on the screen because because uh <laughs> the mind gem had to pee. because the mind gem is in Vision's head. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, this is going to be a big deal. I can't leave when Vision's on because this is going to be a be a, a, a big part of the movie. I didn't know, like, I, I figured I'd be in and out. I didn't know where what was happening with the Voromir stuff. So I was like, and at that point, it was, if I don't pee right now, it's going to ruin this movie. That's and good. I got to go It's right going to ruin out. the seat in front right, of me. Right, so I went and I came back. I caught... The rest of that scene. I came back right as the Red Skull saying, you need to sacrifice something you love to get the stone. So I got all of it, except yeah. the only so- part I... I missed the part where he's like, hey, I'm the Red Skull. I got sucked in the, the, into the Tesseract and it spit me out here. He floated down and he was like, we recast. <laughs> so by the time I got back, I heard this voice off camera saying this and then they show him and I'm like, that really looks like the Red Skull. Why would they make this... Alien on this planet looks so much like the Red Skull. And then like afterwards I like I I, I think I texted you, I was like, is or once you saw it, I was like, is that is Red Skull in this movie? It's
1: like, yeah, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, like all I thought the- that was a cool
1: reveal too, because it's something that on a on a in universe level and on a meta level where we know that um I Who's Agent Smith? What's his name? I keep forgetting. Uh, Elrond. Elrond. Yes, but what's his real name? Hubbard. <laughs> Elrond <laughs> Hubbard. What the fuck is his name? Everybody is screaming I know, it right I know. now. My brain is us.
0: part of my brain screaming it right now. It's, I know. it's 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 real weird. It's a real neat
2: name. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. yeah Weaving. Hugo Weaving. I,
1: you knew it the whole time, you motherfucker.
2: You no, no, done it done was done. it was escaping You're, me okay. for a minute.
1: Hugo Weaving was very um i was like
0: (laughs) watch me hold out on these
1: fucks (laughs) these fucking assholes we'll let the fans (laughs)
0: yell at them a little bit longer they're gonna think these two fucks are so stupid
2: Hugo weaving you're making me out to be like yellow jacket
1: (laughs) (laughs) so hugo weaving has been real adamant about not coming back doesn't want to do any more comic book movies never gonna be the red skull again So, and also the Red Skull has been dead for fucking 30 movies at this point. So whenever he floats down and
2: you're like like a hundred years in real time. Yeah,
1: it was, it was really cool. It was really surprising. That wasn't
2: Hugo Weaving though.
1: No, it was somebody that they recast. It was, um, I didn't, I, I but who cares? You're wearing a mask. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was the same guy. Just do a German accent. At this this
0: point, at, at this point. you know, you know what, Hugo Weaving. Record it on your iPhone and send it in. Like they'll clean it up and plur- <laughs> throw it in the movie. Like We've legi- got the technology. It
1: legitimately doesn't matter at this point. As long as right. you can do a shitty German accent, that's good enough for me. I think
0: right. it was Ross Marquand from It Was The Walking Dead fame. It was who does killer impressions.
1: That, yes, he did he a great Hugo um, Weaving.
0: So, so yeah. Like I, I learned watching this movie that it's fucking Guardians all the way. Like I d- I just didn't give a shit about any of the cap stuff. Those fucking cap shields were so stupid, so fucking dumb. When he like activates it and he gets one and a half more inches of shield on it, I'm like, yeah. just stop, just leave it out. It's not in your way because it's not big enough going in or out to be in your way. Just leave it out.
1: The weapons master in Wakanda really fucked up when he was like, "Give this man a shield," and we're like. We got these gloves. I mean, we got like, like you, these gauntlet shields. Is this like this? It's shield like, it's shield adjacent. So,
0: so dumb. And like, I like, I hope, I hope Vision's dead. Um, I know Wanda's not really dead, but I wish Wanda would be dead. Like, I'm just in Fal you know, you know what? Kill Falcon too while we're at it. I couldn't be any. <laughs> less interested in these in the in these characters like if they if the next movie was those three and scarlet witch or not those three and black widow i'd probably just kill myself now in fairness they didn't give a lot of the movie
1: to them and a lot of the emotional stuff wasn't carried by the earth avengers crew right like, all the interesting stuff was all in space so maybe the next film They'll give more of the meat of the plot and
0: don't please don't. But
1: maybe that's it's the fall of the movie. We like Winter Soldier. It had all these motherfuckers in it. Yeah. We like Civil War.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I liked Civil War. I loved Winter Soldier. And but So it's just this movie. I know, but yeah, I'm 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 giving like that entire crew a rough time, and that includes Black Panther. And I thought Black Panther was great. But really what it comes down to is I don't ever want to see Scarlet Witch and Vision on the screen again. They're the fucking worst. They're boring as shit. I don't fucking care. I'll take Falcon even though he really thinks too. But <laughs> give yeah, like you're going to give me Black, see, Black Panther cap, Bucky. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's me, do give it. Give me
1: the Falcon war machine fucking movie. I want to see that.
0: You want to see that that buddy comedy? Yeah, I would probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably be down for that. It
1: would make sense, are both military guys?
0: Well, yeah, you know, you got the straight man and and the funny guy.
1: I, I, which one?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Wait, wait. All they're right.
2: both kind of, I think they nah, both have a similar sense of Cheadle humor. Don
1: Cheadle is a fucking stick in the mud yeah. in these movies. No,
2: come on. Rewatch Compared to Don
1: Cheadle in these movies. Compared to like,
2: Anthony Mackie? Yeah. yeah,
1: Anthony Mackie is all yucks.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I think you're kind of selling Don Cheadle short on that.
1: As an actor, I know Rhodey, he can bring sorry. the
2: heat. No, no, I mean but, Rhodey. I think you're so sellin- Now, Rhodey from Iron Man 1 straight. But in the subsequent ones, he had a lot more personality, I think. think so. I do. Hmm. He's uh, yeah, he's he's a little loose
0: because, you know, even like do when when they, when uh, they get to Wakanda and Bruce is like, "Oh, he's a king, should I bow?" And Don't I was like, "Yeah, of course you should bow." Like, so he's got that That's side like, to straight him. Straight man funny. Right, but like Anthony Mackie is the Balky Bartokamus to Rhodes, Larry Appleton,
1: (laughs) clearly. So I want a perfect strangers remake with War Machine and Falcon. That's what it's
2: called. It's called Falcon and War Machine. Perfect strangers. (laughs) Perfect strangers.
0: (laughs) So speaking of speaking of comedy, like I thought, I thought this movie was really funny. And but uh, appropriately funny, yes. it carried just as much really good humor for me as it did
2: emotional moments. Uh Like I think the are, emotional moments outweighed the humor significantly. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think they were like they were both they were both really good. Uh, like unlike Thor Ragnarok, which sacrificed heavy emotional beats for comedy, like this was a deft balance of the two. But there were so many just really fucking funny scenes in this movie. i watching it a second time like I picked up on little stuff that I missed the first time and like little one-liners there's like uh, a lot of stuff like I was reading that were improv on the set like um when Chris Hemsworth's like, "Oh, I see you copied my beard to cap." Like that was improv in scene like some of that stuff just it's just
2: really funny. It's just really great. Yeah. What was okay, Paul? You're talking about comedy. What was the funniest one-liner in the movie? Um, Why is Gamora?
0: That was <laughs> to me. That was that was the funniest line in the scene. I like.
2: <laughs> That's pretty funny. When, I
1: liked. I'm gonna get that arm.
0: That was that that was that was my my number two. I I also liked. And I didn't pick it up till the second time where Strange is. Zipping Spider-Man through holes, and he's kicking Thanos, and he's like, Spider-Man's like, magic, magic hole, magic with a kick. <laughs> like a, a lot Just of that all stuff. All that is so Thor fucking rabbit funny. shit is funny. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna were, get that arm was yeah gold. Yeah.
2: I liked when when Star-Lord said something to the effect of like the nut sack chin to Thanos. <laughs> it was like such a. like a an accurate statement but such a good star lord insult Um, and one of
0: like one of the one of the best jokes that wasn't wasn't a line is thor lands on the on the guardian ship and you know they're talking about how like strong you know thor looks and rockets like quill you're a sandwich away from away from being fat he's like what are you talking about and uh drax 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 like Touches his chin and, and then, then his belly. His
1: belly. <laughs> like He's letting himself <laughs> yeah. go. Fucking Drax killed it this time out. David the Great great job.
0: Yeah, I, if they went
1: oh, too far I know far he with... didn't like the I'm invisible shit where he's like eating the, the space snacks. I thought they I thought just that took it a
0: little funny. too long.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. The... I liked it.
0: Initially when they're like how long have you been there and he's like an hour. That was hilarious. But then they play it out longer and then Mana shows up. and She's like, "Hey Drax." Like I thought that was that was too long. Yeah, but. it
2: does feel like it was kind of like on the extended DVD version, you know, yeah. that yeah. that really wasn't necessary. I agree. I think it would have played better if it was just an hour done. But it was still pretty good. There was there was nothing in the movie that made me kind of roll my eyes the way that I rolled my eyes during Ragnarok.
0: Yeah, I love it, I love uh, when Tony Strange and Peter are on the ship and Strange is like something like we don't have any backup and Peter's like I'm backup and Tony's like you're not backup you're stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's not necessarily like a comedy for comedy's sake line. It's just a really good bit of dialogue right. that also happens to be funny right but Matt you're absolutely right I didn't think about that until you just said it there was nothing that made me groan or roll my eyes
1: because I, I think they had to really as bloated as this movie is with character they had to trim the fat in what they wanted to add with comedy and emotion they didn't have time to waste
2: you know it was funny. It didn't feel like two and a half hours did it
1: no it didn't i was the whole time even the second time through yeah i was like yeah yeah like give me more of this i want more oh man i think am that's I a- legitimately gonna have to wait a year to find out how this thing ends? right
2: yeah you know there are some movies to me that i really like that are two and a half three hours that just fly by and then there's other movies even when you like them they kind of just drag on, and you're like, "Wow, this is a long movie." And if Not Lord sure I'll of watch Ring this stuff, again.
1: I have to kind of break up when I'm watching. I can't yeah. sit there and watch. Yeah, they
2: feel long. Yeah. Like like the Hobbit movies in particular, to me, feel long. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's because of my need
0: for Speed. some kind of levity. Oh. No, some kind of levity in movies, but maybe that's why the Two Towers and the Fellowship er, and and um, Return of the King feel so long, and Fellowship of the Ring doesn't, because Fellowship of the Ring is a lot lighter. By the time you Maybe. get to Two Towers, it's so dark, it's so heavy. There's there are lighter moments in those movies, but not as much as as Fellowship, and that's probably why that's still my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. And like this had this Infinity War had such a great blend of of the two.
1: Who do you <coughs> think was the standout? star of the movie for you who's your favorite character um or or group of
2: characters i know we talked about well it's the, thanos right thanos yeah. was or not counting him he
1: was he was the star but who was like the standout to you like who who is the character that you came back that or you would go back a second time and be like i can't really i can't wait to dig into all the scenes that this person's in
0: matt do you want to go
2: yeah i'll go um I Probably for me, I would say Thor. I felt like he was redeemed after Ragnarok. You know, this has a lot to do with, it's interesting because this movie is basically like, continues right after Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And Ragnarok was a comedy disguised as a superhero movie. And this movie immediately brought it back to reality that, Oh, wait, these are superhero movies, not comedies. Even though it continued it, it it managed to to balance it out better than what Ragnarok was doing. And it was good to see Thor more like the Thor from all the other stuff rather than like the third one um, where a lot of the things that he says and does are kind of like that are funny are not with a wink and a nod at the camera. Like, for example, when he was calling Rocket the Rabbit, that wasn't he was making a joke. He just was wrong, and that's why Thor can be funny.
1: Because he's so arrogant, but so convinced exactly. of his righteousness. Perfection. Because right. he is perfect. Right. That that's why Thor is
0: and that, hilarious. Yeah, and that really harkens back to the first Thor movie. And yeah. all of the fish out of water stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what that's why Thor works as a character
2: yeah and and him taking a step or two back toward being thor from the mile that he walked away from being thor in ragnarok was a very welcoming thing i thought you know the forging of his new hammer was freaking awesome um although blown up Peter Dinklage. Mm, that I was okay. With that might be my my most hated aspect like of the movie. It, yeah. I couldn't look at him and see anything other than a blown up version of Peter yeah. Dinklage. I
0: love I love the idea of Peter Dinklage playing a dwarf giant. <laughs> but man, did he fucking stink. Like he was <laughs> yeah. he was just like reading lines and he was doing that Trying to do that big deep old yeah. voice, and I'm like, yes. stop! That was kind of I'm like, to just do that, just yeah. be you. They'll sound. We'll take care of that afterwards. It was,
2: yeah. it was funny when when uh, Star Lord was doing it to Thor, yeah. but yeah. it's not funny when Peter Dinklage is doing it. Yeah, because uh, why? Because Star Lord was doing it as opposed to Chris Pratt, but it was Peter Dinklage doing it as opposed to giant dwarf man. Yeah. yeah, I, whatever, I thought that... I don't know what it is. I don't remember his name. I don't remember entry, his name Entry either. or something? En-
1: yeah, something. What, what was that? Well, you it, guys saw it twice. Niveander was the name of the
0: place, I think? No.
1: So, here's the thing. Nadeveller.
0: Nadevilier? Nadevilier.
1: This is a thing that I heard on a lot of podcasts that people had problems with or whatever. When you're going to all these different locations and it, you know, it flashes up the name of where you're at and, <coughs> Oh, it's so disorienting to go to these different locations. And we don't know where we're at and who knows what Vormir is and blah, 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 blah. And I hate that commentary on these like universe spanning kind of things like you, you don't really need to know exactly where it is. Like you, you get the, the scroll at the bottom of the screen and then you figure out where it is. It's the same thing as if you're going on, like if James Bond did some of that shit and it was Paris and fucking Spain and shit like that, like you would get it. It would be fine. I don't know why. And I heard it on a few different podcasts where they're like, they went to too many places and who can keep up and blah, 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 blah. You you just need to know that that's where they're at, and then figure out the environment afterwards. Like it's such a stupid nitpick.
0: Yeah, uh, Ian, did you have a breakout character, a favorite character? I really like Thor
1: as well. Um, coming coming back again, I think that probably the character that I wanted to see more of. I, I mean, you know, I love Spider Man. I wanted to see more. Of, my boy spider-man i didn't hate the iron spider suit i loved like, I it of, i loved it, it. i loved awesome. it too it made it made sense yeah. like when when they shot it out i was like it's gonna be the iron Spider suit. like i knew it and i was excited. i didn't know that Whenever i didn't I was, know like, it when i was like shitting on it in the in the trailer i think that's one thing i was like eh, i don't like the iron spider suit uh. when
0: when the legs come out I was genuinely surprised and excited. I, I was, I was so surprised and excited cool. too. And yeah. I was like,
1: "They make sense. Mm. This is great, and it's from the comic." And like, it 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 filled me with a sense of joy that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. So the yeah, Iron Spider Suit was fucking cool. I loved it. I love Spider Man. Um, the performance was great.
0: So is that your pick, Spider Man?
1: Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Paul? I think
0: Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, like this is. My definitive Peter Parker, like Tom Holland's the guy. Um every scene he was in, I think he was absolutely wonderful. I love that he's able to play a kid amongst adults. He's still holding his own. Like I thought the Iron Spider legs worked so much better in motion than they do in comics.
1: When he saved Mantis and like they kinda like protected them and, like, yeah. skidded along right. the ground, like, it and he, was really They're, cool. like,
0: holding him and her up from the ground, yeah. and, yeah, like, the, the suit worked, uh, the, the legs worked well, like, I love, like, seeing him, like, hold his own with Thanos and still be Spider-Man. Don't you
2: almost wish, mm. though, that, like, the movie made a lot of interesting pairings of characters and everything. But the one that wasn't that interesting was Iron Man and Spider-Man again. And, um, I mean, it was cool that he interacted heavily with Doctor Strange, who, to me, is the honorable mention here. Um, Agreed. I love Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange movie, but holy shit, he was awesome yeah, in this. He was well, fucking cool. But Doctor like I,
1: Strange always works best as, like, someone just in the background or as an Avenger, I always think like he doesn't, I never liked Dr. Strange books and I didn't love the movie, but as a piece of a team, he's great.
2: Yeah. Like as kind of that like weird force that you don't really understand, but he's got all kinds of awesome powers. Uh, And also a fully powered Dr. Strange was just way more interesting than one that's learning the powers. It's like, when he is the master of the mystic arts, that's way cooler than, you know, Doctor Strange begins. Yeah,
0: Strange, like Strange was awesome. He'd he'd probably get my my number two. I, Peter and that that death scene. Holy yeah, shit! That was some fucking acting, man. Fucking like sell
1: that. my theater twice. People were like, people audibly were like, no.
0: Yeah, like the fear and confusion, and you know, holy shit, was that fucking painful? You know, like Wanda died, and I was like, yay! And but Peter died, and like I was, I was so close to tears well, both both times because it's just like such an emotional scene, and like you understand, you know how Tony feels about him, and you know how Tony takes. All of that responsibility. He's his ward on himself. Oh, the ward, the ward bit was such a fucking funny gag. And the cape, Strange's cape, also great.
2: The wait, what bit?
0: When, uh when Strange is like, to Tony's like, Lord? who is this? Is this oh ward? yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck, <laughs> like no. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Peter dies, you know, like, oh, fuck.
2: So yeah, bad. that was heavy. That was. But,
0: Yeah, fully powered Strange when, like, he does, you know, the, like, all the, all the arms and he splits off into a bunch of different Stranges and he ropes Thanos. And, oh, he's just, he was
2: just so fucking cool. His fights with the Maw were so freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I can't wait to see the movie again just for that alone. I loved that. I, I I, I almost want to revise my pick to Doctor Strange over Thor, but, but. Thor was, Thor
1: was great. My one. my probably my second favorite part but the part that got me the most emotional was whenever thor and and groot and rocket ride to the rescue on the rainbow bridge and you see the rainbow bridge and you know it's going to be them and they're and thor the, like the rainbow bridge leaves, and Thor's standing there and in like his his up. like actual I don't know costume. If they could give him back <laughs> his fucking long hair and the helmet, I would have came right in the theater.
0: Like he, that's he, he, probably cause for theater justice. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he looked he was, he looked like Thor, and he was there to tear Hopefully some in fucking the front shit up. I no, I had people in front of me. And they would have had some fucking Aquanet in their hair.
0: My <laughs> second viewing, Justin and I were in the first row of the the fancy seats, so I would have made it rain on well, yeah. the people in front of us. That I shit come was on great. When
2: Charlie does is called Soul Glow. <laughs> oh, coming to,
1: coming to America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the um uh yeah the I, I love. That Strange knew what was up and Strange knew the plan. And he saw 14 million different versions of what could happen. And the only way to make it happen was to give up the time gem.
2: How is that going to play out? Like, I I wonder. But I,
0: I love when Tony's like, Why would you do that? And he's like, It was the only way. And you just get it. Like, he knows. And like, Benedict Cumberbatch was so great. He played Strange great. And I also love the scene that redeemed Thor for me when Rocket's like, Hey, man, are you ready for this? And like, then you get some of the weight that Ragnarok didn't have. Like Thor's talking about everything that he went through, and where's where's your mom? Well, she was killed by a frost giant, and like the the frost giant lines, the way it's delivered by Chris Hemsworth is kind of to make it sound silly.
1: Well, because it's it's like she was killed by a dark elf, dark, and like that sounds like it sounds like nonsense. But, like, going going through all that... And, like, and by also, the, as a viewer, you're like, oh, shit, that did happen. Yeah. That's really <laughs> silly. Yeah, and by
0: the time you get you get to, to the end of that, you get a sense of the weight that he's gone through. And, you know, the weight The weight that he's, weight like,
1: that my he's, be- best friend? You know, stabbed through the heart. And, yeah. like, Heimdall was your best friend? You're you, a lonely you get, motherfucker. It's
0: brief, but you get the weight that he's under. And it's so much more than we got from Ragnarok and like i i I loved seeing even a subtle serious turn with that character because Hemsworth is really good, like Thor's really good, like when he and that character are on, they're fucking on, and they were in this movie, and yeah, when they land and in, in Wakanda and he powers up.
1: After he's been dragged Fuck yes. through all that shit. And Fuck you know, yeah. he's he's answering those questions, like you said, and he it's there's sadness and then there's that false bravado that Thor has. Like that you can see that he's trying to stir up like that cockiness that is Thor, but it's not there when he's really saying that stuff. He's like, Well, you know, you know, then, then if I something like, you know, well what else do I have to
0: lose? And like and like it's
1: so fucking it's him trying to be brave but it's sad and it's great. It's a great piece of acting.
0: And there's and like, and it, the the very end of that scene, like Thor, Thor's like, I've got I've got nothing, nothing, no, no, nothing to lose. And then Rocket's like, Well, I have a lot to lose. Like I could lose a lot. Yeah. And there and it ends on a joke, but unlike the last scene in Ragnarok, where it's like, All right, this is where we're at. This is where we're going. And then it's an inconsequential character. It means nothing to anyone.
2: Where the fuck was he? By the is way, is like, oh my dead? my Hopefully.
0: friends my friends dead. Oh my friends not alive. I thought he was dead. Had nothing to do with the scene. Had nothing to do with the story. Like this this was yeah. You have heavy and you end it you end it with a little bit of levity. But it was all part of the scene. It was all part of the characters. It all made sense. It wasn't Tico Waititi needing to have the final line. in the
2: movie. I kind of want to rewatch that movie now. Well, well, I'll get into that. Um, but I agree with you, Paul. Um, so do you want to, do you want to come at us with some final thoughts or do we want to meet, is there anything, you know, yeah, let's, let's go with final thoughts.
0: It was, it was great. I fucking loved it. Um,
2: most of it. Y- yeah. Y- yeah. Like, well,
0: I mean,
1: any movie's going to have its flaws, but. I, ha- let ha- me tell you
2: something before before you go too deeply into your final thoughts. Paul kind of railed a little bit about what he perceived as flaws. I didn't agree with really any of that. So, I, what did I think were flaws? Well, some of the characters you hate when they get screen time, like oh, I just think they're Vision. Fuck them.
1: Oh, uh, uh, the Captain America crew, like Avengers proper, basically.
0: But like, yeah, well, I Wanda and Vision. Fuck one and Envision, love Cap. I like Bucky. Give him, give like, Cap
1: a real shield. Give him a real. I shield. I can't wait till
0: he gets the fucking real shield back. It's coming. I know, I know, I know it's coming. I can't wait. I can't wait till it happens. Oh, um, before we get into final thoughts, uh, what about the Sam Jackson post credit scene? It's fine. Some Captain Marvel action. Yeah. Do yeah. we have thoughts? Like my first thought was so. Uh, Chitari invasion. Not a big enough problem to use your pager. Uh, m- murder robots taking over the planet. Not a big enough problem. Uh, but now we're going to call Captain Marvel. And I under- he's not 100%... I understand easy. when Avengers came out, we didn't know we were making a Captain Marvel movie yet. So I know the behind this... I know the out-of-story logistics as to why this didn't happen. Yeah. But
1: I'm... Like, I wish I wish it was there was more like it was clearly more of like I like Sam Jackson knowing like, oh, I know what this is or what you know, like. He's just like, oh, some shit's happening. Like, let me fucking dial my my best buddy. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It seems like there were other things that happened, man. You should probably have called before. But
0: I don't yeah, know. like I, I, I don't nitpicky. I don't. I don't know how this like that's gonna. Do we have thoughts about how that's gonna tie in? Well, yeah, we're well,
1: gonna have an entire movie that tells us. Well,
0: yeah. Oh, well, Captain Marvel comes out before. Right before, yes. Avengers it comes out 4. March of next year. And when does Avengers Four come out? May. 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 Yeah. So you think that's gonna? It's gonna go from like it is gonna go one to the next.
1: No, it's gonna go. Uh, Captain Marvel is a flashback movie. So it right. Captain Marvel happens in the '90s.
0: So, like, do do you think Captain Marvel is really going to tie in that closely to Avengers four? Because I think Captain Marvel should really be its own thing, and not really have a lot to do with Avengers four, because that's going to prevent it from standing on its own.
1: Um, I think it's probably just going to highlight her power set and where she comes from. Yeah, it's
2: going to and- be it's going to take place in the '90s, and it's going to be established that. You know, she gives uh, Nick Fury the, the, the Captain the beeper. Marvel beeper, which is why it looked like it was from maybe a couple decades ago.
1: It was beat to shit. It looked like crap. Um, Does he carry that in his wallet? Like,
2: yeah. Was,
1: like, what if you accidentally bumped the Captain Marvel beeper? And he's she got, he looked, and looked she like he like, typed
2: in a code or something.
1: Yeah, oh, OK. He's, gonna, he's
2: got some like
0: pocket. Dimension pocket where that thing goes in, and uh, he can't oh, you feel think it. So yeah, it's well, like had, no, 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 It's no, like no, where no, Green no, keeps no, his power no, no, battery. No, no. He did type in a code,
2: and not only that, he had to like go into the back seat, pull out of a bag or something. Like it wasn't on his person.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I thought that end credit sequence was was actually pretty cool because it was subtle. It wasn't this like uplifting. Um beat to end on i thought that it still kept the movie ending on a really down note how about
1: your crowds guys were they fucking destroyed you know what the film
2: (laughs) okay yes however i sat next to a a black lady and she was she was like more falcon she was not Okay, with what happened to Black Panther, (laughs) when Black Panther faded away, she goes, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" And she was mad. Like, did you say I didn't say anything to her? I was afraid of her. I didn't say anything. I was like, "All right, we're 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 not a
1: people to be feared, Matt."
2: I was, I was frightened. Um, No, she was, she was angry. Like, I wanted to lean over and be like, "It's okay, he'll be back," but I didn't.
1: The night before, I'm laying in bed with my wife and she was like, tell me, you know, tell me that who's going to die in these in these movies. And I was like, honey, I have no fucking idea because we're going to see it together at the same time for the first time. So I don't know. She's like, well, you know, so tell me, (laughs) tell me who's going to die because You didn't tell me that Logan was going to die, that Wolverine was going to die in Logan. So I don't want to be as upset as I was after that movie. So you need to tell me. It's like, first of all, you should have paid attention to the goddamn marketing of Logan. Everybody Mm. knew they don't sing Johnny Cash if they're not going to kill people. (laughs) So I was like, all right, honey, I'm going to tell you. I'll I'll tell you like this. I don't know who's going to die. You know who's not going to die? Black Panther. Spider-Man they're not gonna die (laughs) they're absolutely not gonna die and as they evaporated from the screen her head couldn't snap faster to me like you told me (laughs) to the point where when I went to see it a second time my wife was like I'm not going to see that movie again it made me really sad and you lied to me
2: (laughs) it had such modern movies don't do this to me where they end on such dark notes where you're just like I don't know how I feel about this. It, it you leave. I mean, okay. So we all kind of left the force awakens feeling kind of bummed when Han Solo bit it. That was a, a weird way to exit a movie, but not to the degree. Cause it wasn't quite the cliffhanger that this is like, this is a cliffhanger. This is the cliffhanger of cliffhangers, man.
1: This has to be like what it must've felt like to go to the theater and watch Luke Skywalker get his ass whipped. And then his hand cut off and then told and Han hey, frozen.
2: Hey, taken away.
1: I'm your fucking dad. You yeah. You need to roll with me. It had to have been I, the same thing. It has to be like that. That's the, the way I
2: looked at it. As a matter of fact, I think I even said after the movie like this, we just saw the empire strikes back of Marvel movies. And
1: that black lady was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Yeah. I
0: wish we weren't so, I, I wish we weren't so in tune with everything. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. I understand, you know, everyone that turns the ashes coming back because we know there's going to be a Black Panther 2. There's going to be a Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Like, we know things are happening. Th- these characters aren't really dead. Please let Wanda be dead. So we we get... Spider-Man we, 2 is
1: going to be like s- we, Valentine's yeah, Day.
0: Yeah, we get dance. behind... We get uh, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie hold, Hawkins. On, hold on one there sec. Hold on one second. You're sure it's not Miles?
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're I'm not sure.
0: they're not gonna it's, they're not killing Why? Tom Holland. Because
1: Miles already has a movie that's coming out in December.
0: That's just primer, man. Because hey. Homecoming because Civil War and Homecoming were and this one were all really good and Tom Holland shined. And there's like he m- was he was amazing and they're not gonna they're not gonna be like, Thanks for playing. Like they understand what they have. Like they're not just gonna. And I know Ryan
1: Coogler's out there pump faking with. Yeah, I'm ready to make a female Black Panther movie with with Suri. I'm I'm ready to do that. Like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, and like it's gonna be your standard so t'challa movie. Yeah,
0: but like I like part of me wishes like we didn't know all that stuff because like I would like to be in the position of being like. Oh my god! I'm never gonna see Spider Man again. Yeah, I think that would be really a really neat position to be in. And I think those were the two theaters that I th- I thought I think I saw the both these this movie twice with theaters of people in the know. There wasn't a lot of oh oh, oh my god! It was a lot. That wasn't of, my experience. It was very quiet. There wasn't even a lot of like cheering or anything. Like there was, I felt it was very savvy moviegoers.
1: My second theater had a lot of people because it was like a couple days later, it was an opening night. It was a Wednesday afternoon and it was just people going to see Avengers. They hadn't seen it before. They heard a lot of good stuff. They're going to go see it. So it was a lot of people that probably don't read variety. Don't have any idea what's going on with characters contract. Like as I watched winter soldier, I was like, you still got five movies player in your contract. Like you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But these people don't know any of that shit, so they legitimately think they're seeing the death of all of these characters. You know, spoiler, this is comic books. Everybody comes back to life. Bucky yeah, was dead
2: is that, 70 years in comics. Let me ask you this. Is Gamora coming back?
1: I, yes. I didn't think so until Paul talked me into it.
2: 100%.
0: Yes. Gamora
2: is not dead. Oh, talk me into it. Talk the audience into it. Uh Heimdall dead. Loki dead. Dead.
0: Um nobody else is really dead. Visions a stupid robot. They've got the technology to rebuild him. They even lay the groundwork when Bruce is like, "You're not just the mind gem, you're all these all these other parts in there." So, between like him and Tony and Shuri, yeah, they can rebuild Vision. Um everyone and everyone that went to ash in, and Gamora, even though she didn't get turned to ashes, in the Soul Stone. They're in the Soul Dimension. Because that's why Thanos sees her after he completes the mission. Right. Like, she's in there. Right. So, I think... And with the Infinity Gauntlet, even though it's pretty beat to shit after he, you know, makes the final move with it... um you can do whatever you want with it. So I think all of the people that went that turned Ash, they're they're in they're just in the that soul dimension now. Mm-hmm. And there's they're gonna find a way to bring them all back out. They're gonna find a way to save
2: Gamora. Yeah, that sounds right. You think Loki's dead? It's comics,
0: but um yeah my guess is yeah that's it was, that's the real death that we're taking out of this yeah, i
2: mean it was an impactful way to start the movie it's kind of like killing apollo at the beginning of rocky 4 it's yeah, like you gotta you gotta like have something big and impactful to really make the villain like to prove his his worth right and and loki was the uh sacrificial lamb there uh i thought that his nature where he just tried to stab him was a little weak for loki you yeah, know yeah uh, i you'd think that he would have something a little more elaborate to try to go after thanos with and then and then thanos can kill him but um it's kind of like when iron man uh went at thanos with everything he had every cool move and power and awesome bit of tech any for just one drop of blood, but that was really cool. Yeah, and it's like Loki didn't pull out all the stops. He pulled out a butter knife and tried to cut him with it. Yeah, it was, I a, mean, it was a bit on the
0: weak side. It's Loki. We've seen him get out of other stuff before. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if Loki comes back. But I think him and Heimdall are the. I think they're the only he- Heimdall. I think is definitely
2: done. Um, now what I expect to happen in the next one is that in order to bring the heroes back there's going to be sacrifices. You know, I, I do think that it's likely that a lot, you know, it's not a coincidence that the surviving members are all original Avengers, right? That's not like um, a coincidence. And I'm pretty sure it'll be Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie. I'm pretty sure it'll be probably Chris Evans last movie. Um, I agree with that. I, I guess I haven't thought a whole lot beyond those uh, two guys. It could, it, maybe Chris Hemsworth. It'll probably be his last Mark movie. Mark Ruffalo
0: might even be done as the maybe, Hulk. Like. Maybe. I don't remember any. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the lines, but he had a lot of really funny dialogue just to himself when he's scrambling in New York, when they're all fighting around him, and when he's in, yeah. the, in the Hulkbuster costume just kind of talking to himself in the Hulk. That was really funny. And I also love when...
2: Speaking of that, though, hold that thought. Um, We better be treated to uh, some really good Hulk action for as much of the movie he wasn't in. This like it was such a tease after that. Like,
1: but we got an an entire movie of Ragnarok with the Hulk. I know, I know. So I'm sure they're kind of doing a balancing act with that. Like, I like seeing Ruffalo more than the Hulk to be honest.
2: Well, that's weird, but um, I don't. I'm not a big Hulk guy. You are. Uh yeah, I do. I'd love the Hulk. Anyway, Paul, I'm sorry.
0: I was just gonna say I loved when um the Ma is carrying Strange towards the ship and Tony says something to Peter, he's like, That's the wizard. Like get get the get the <laughs> yeah, wizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you see him zoom by the screen and he's like, Get the wizard, and then Peter like swings off toward him.
1: Another uh like comedy moment that I really like. Peter's on the bus, Spider Sense is going off. He taps Ned and he's like, Ned, you gotta create a distraction. And he looked up and legitimately was like, we're all gonna die!
0: <laughs> like, I didn't, that shit was great. I didn't get it. I didn't get that until the second time. The first time I watched it, I was like, man, Ned's such a good friend. He just jumped right into action, creating the distraction. Yeah. But the second time, I was like, oh, he legitimately he <laughs> saw out. the yeah. fucking
1: spaceship. <laughs> it was great.
0: The Stanley cameo, real strong. I not you could see know spaceship before
1: yeah that was good
0: yeah so final thoughts i thought it was great um i i didn't have a swing after the second time i thought it was just as good i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a nine i thought this was a fantastic culmination of everything that's led up to this point um if you're a fan of the mcu i don't know how you don't like this movie like it has it's got your comedy, it's got your your drama, it's got your big superheroes, your big villains, your big set pieces. Like this movie really had like everything. It was just so it was just so cool. Yeah. So, I'm going to I'm going to give it a 9. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it, this movie was there are a lot of things set against it, juggling all these different universes and all these different characters. Unify? Unify? I haven't
2: heard these criticisms against this movie to be honestly i haven't paid a whole lot of attention to what yeah. other people are saying cuz who cares well uh, this care- is the definitive <laughs> this is, right, yeah, review I mean,
1: like nobody has to listen to anything else besides right
2: like i don't know this. what the other people are saying but it doesn't matter what matters is what's said in this studio here tonight
1: well i mean this is like we take you know some of us take in the criticisms from outside and then we distill them down into uh to nothingness and then we uh make our we we make our own judgments but it is difficult just on the surface to juggle all of these different heroes and put them in a movie right balanced, that was the fear that was the big yeah, fear going balanced into this. with a character that you've been hyping for 10 years that nobody's seen that is cg that has to carry the weight of this entire film universe um i think they did it expertly as paul said a lot of the emotion that was built into this film was really really great um for me it really dredged up a lot of like emotion in myself just from the comic book fan the 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 you know 10 year old comic book fan in me just got super super stoked to see some of those the scenes that felt like for i don't know for the first time really like i saw a comic book crossover legitimately happened before my eyes it made me it gave me faith in the marvel universe going forward that they absolutely can take any one of these characters and carry on and create completely new universes with them um so i have to give it a nine as well i i fucking loved it no no swing no no downward swing whenever i saw it the second time i liked it even more the second time through um, really, really, really outstanding movie and outstanding filmmaking. I can't wait to see the uh, the next installment next year.
0: Matt, final thoughts
2: <clears throat> So when I went and saw this movie, I was starting to ramp up my excitement, uh, you know, sit down in the seat and you know the silent marvel. Logo comes on the screen, you know, you're in for something a bit more serious than we're used to, because uh, this is heavier, the stakes are bigger, all that stuff. Um, my excitement and enjoyment, it was kind of one of those edge of your seat kind of things to start. You're just so amped up and the movie doesn't waste time getting into it and it maintains that pace throughout, you know, maybe, Paul, there's a couple lulls there with uh, with Vision, who I believe is dead. Um, I don't, I mean, Paul, I would hope that you enjoyed the fact that they, they killed Vision and then brought him back to life just to kill him again. Legitimately
1: (laughs) to give him that nice Optimus Prime style death. Yeah. They, they desaturated
0: him too sweet. Yes. That's how you know you're dead when you turn gray. Let, let me be clear. I don't think. The way the story with Scarlet Witch and Vision was told was bad. I don't like those characters. Like, um, I wouldn't see a care I wouldn't see a, a movie starring uh, Light Ray of the New Gods because I think he's fucking stupid. Are you shaming Scarlet Witch for her android love? No, I've, if I could have a fucking sex robot like that, you bet your ass. Is that what Vision is? Yeah. In the yeah, sex robot. The I mean, ultimate a, sex he's, robot. I suppose he's also an emotional support robot, but, but he fucks who her who brains up. gives out. A shit about that? She's like, make it bigger, make it longer, make it fatter, turn it into a, <laughs> a panther, a black panther.
2: <laughs> so, Matt, you loved it? I did. Uh, I felt like the movie for two and a half hours never let me down. It was so incredibly enjoyable to watch i felt like i was being rewarded uh for you know basically being a, a marvel fan and it it was it was a true culmination of 10 years of of movies of the likes which we've never seen before um it was so incredible to see how well they were able to bring all these different movies, many of which never felt like they really could be connected, but they managed to bring it together in a in a believable way. Um, there were specific moments that stood out to me that I adored. Like, I love when Thor gets his new hammer. I, probably my favorite part of the movie was Captain America's introduction when he comes back. And you see the silhouette. And he catches the spear. Who threw the spear at him? I forget that uh, guy's Proxima name. Midnight. Yeah. And um, he catches the spear. And then he steps into the light and they play the Avengers theme. But there's a little bit of a build up. The music. The music was so good. Alan Silvestri. The, the thing you know Alan Silvestri from, for those of you that aren't like big music guys, right? Score Top guys. Cow
0: Productions. That's that's his, that's, his, that's his son Mark.
2: Yeah, it's his son Mark. <laughs> um, he was the guy that wrote the music to uh, Back to the Future. So if you know the Back to the Future theme, you know Alan Silvestri. This guy has been around for a while, um, and he he's the guy that wrote the Avengers theme. So when that music kicks in, it is it's like magic to me. Um, I. I loved the the Red Skull cameo. I thought that was so freaking cool that they brought him in. You know, they bring in the Collector for just a second just to bring him back and and tie everything together. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't bring in Howard the Duck. That would have really thrown me for a loop.
1: I am really surprised that Howard the Duck wasn't in it more. You would think that after... Was he in it
2: at all? No. Oh, okay. No. Like, I, I,
1: like, even, he, like, he wasn't in... Guardians 2 like yeah. after everybody was like oh how the duck in the uh trailer scene yeah. in um Guardians 1.
2: Yeah. Now the, I mean what was so incredible about this movie is that every Marvel movie to this point matters. And this was in like you said in the truest sense this was a comic book crossover come to life. It was for real, like on the screen, like a real crossover. It was what infinity gauntlet was in the comics. Um, it, it on, on screen. It was, it was that equivalent. And, um, it also ended on such an incredible cliffhanger. I cannot wait for the next one. This has reinvigorated my passion for these movies. This is the highest praise I can give it. When's the next one come out? In a year.
1: That is high praise. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp
0: comes out.
2: No, I mean the, the next uh, Avengers, Yeah. right? Yeah, I mean... But like, the only one
0: I care about. Yeah. I thought it was kind of lame that they were like, oh, well, they're on house arrest, so they can't come fight. Yeah, it was Motherfucker, a little... it's like, we're in world... We're in universe ending crisis. Yeah. Fuck house arrest. Same, and I get we don't want to pay the actor for the extra time. I think time, they were but when, busy making but when, I, they,
1: I don't think that money is Wong, an issue for right, Studios.
0: <laughs> but when, whenever, whenever Wong's like, Bruce is like, where are you going? And Wong's like, got to protect the Sanctum Sanctorum. Motherfucker. It's like Peter when Peter's like, you can't have a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man without a neighborhood. You can't have a Wong without a fucking, you can't have a Sanctum Sanctorum without a universe. Get the fuck out here and help fight. Like, get Ant-Man out here. Get Wasp out here. Get Hawkeye the, out do here. Do we
1: need the Wong, like, webisode, like, miniseries, <laughs> like, where we can follow <laughs> Wong where he fights shit?
0: Ultimately, I'm being facetious, but... Uh,
1: there's no room for all those characters, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, there's,
0: this, this movie was fantastic.
2: So... It reinvigorated my my passion for these movies to the point where I took advantage of the sale on iTunes. Uh Uh Uh-oh. And I opened my wallet. My Apple Pay, so to speak. I opened it to the tune of $250, something like that, to get all the movies I didn't already have. You
1: sure you don't want to use a time stone to turn back time and get all that money
2: back? Do I normally regret purchases, Ian? All the time. Ask me if I regret this one. Do you? No.
0: What did you buy? All of them.
2: I have them all now. I don't have Black Panther. It just came out.
1: I, I bought um, Thor Ragnarok today because I bought my mom. I bought it for myself and I bought it for my mother for Mother's Day.
2: That's an odd Mother's Day gift, she but God bless her. She fucking
1: loves Thor. So this is hey an, whatever an whatever makes your mom legi- happy. It's a legitimate Mother's Day gift. Although she doesn't like him with the short hair... I'm like, hey, mom, he's going to have long hair for half the movie.
2: Yeah, that's true. Just keep rewatching the first half. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm like, I've gone back. I've rewatched a couple Marvel movies since then at home. Like I rewatched Cap 3. I watched Cap 1. Um, Love them. I, I'm I'm just so happy being a fan of this stuff right now.
0: Yeah, I I, I like I kind of want to go back and watch all this stuff again. Maybe I, we ought to have like 31 hour movie marathon. Hey <laughs>
1: man, I agree. Like I have also been reinvigorated in a in a way that I didn't think that I would be. It, I was really kind but of Ian. like lukewarm on everything, and just like oh, okay, another movie, but this really turned me around and really. It it infused me with the the like the the love that I had for like
2: comic books exactly Whenever it transcends first, yeah. the movies it it I don't know about you but it makes me want to go read more of Marvel comics again. Um like I haven't read it yet, but I picked up on Free Comic Book Day the, the new amazing Spider Man preview with Ryan Otley on the artwork. I, I wanna read it. Like I just haven't had a minute to do it yet.
1: I hope this did this to other people, like other moviegoers, non comic book fans, that it was like, Oh holy shit, I want more of this. Where can I get this feeling from? And I I know because I'm a longtime fan, you know we all know like comic books are like this you can get this feeling from them you know on a fairly consistent basis yeah I got
0: this week at the shop I got the first three issues of Infinity Countdown Uh, mostly because I just realized that when they canceled Guardians this is where the creative team went and this is gonna lead into more Marvel space more Guardian stuff but also because Infinity War reminded me fuck fuck I love Marvel space. Yeah. I love, you know, Thanos and the, you know, Black Order and like all this shit.
1: I'm going to take a chance on I have a Marvel unlimited account. It's been laying dormant and dusty on my iPad for a while, but I dusted it off. I reread the Infinity Gauntlet and I'm going to jump into um what is it? Annihilation is the one oh. that's real mm-hmm. good Marvel space. So I'm going to I'm going to dive into some shit that and normally don't You can
0: like take all that, that home time. tonight if you don't have to pay it's for
2: on, it. It's on. It's I already have it. He's got it right there on its iPad,
1: buddy. Gorgeous. So, I'm going to I'm going to jump in and uh do more comic book reading. So, this this film not only I think got us excited about the movies but reignited some fire in us about actual comic books as well.
2: For sure. Now, I'd like to give my score before we wrap it up. Uh it's a 9. Um I don't know if we've all ever been the same number on like anything before, but I'm a nine. Well, Ian still has time to fuck it up. No, he, he gave, I it gave a nine, it a nine already. Oh, you did alright? Hey, 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 fuckface! Pay
1: attention to the show <laughs> that you're on. Can we
2: can we just have your attention for an hour and a half while we do the show? Yeah. You Anybody guys, you guys, that
1: thought that you I was wrong at the beginning of second. the show, whenever <laughs> Paul's like, oh, I totally know what happened a couple of months ago. Uh, you don't have to go to the archives. I was right. I don't um, think you are about that. Can,
2: can I just end this on one final thought? Yes. Um, I think DC should just not even try to do Dark Side <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Like, don't, don't even try. You, you can't do it. Like, I feel like this is the gold standard that they just can't do. And part of it is because they just don't have the you know, the the stable of movies that, that Marvel took the time to actually develop. You know, DC obviously is sort of trying to do a backwards Justice League and then let everything cascade from there, but um, damn, I don't think they can do it. I really don't. And, and this is coming from a guy that really liked Justice League. Mm-hmm. I just, this thing just obliterates it. Like, this was so good. Sorry.
0: No, that's a good point, and I agree. Just start over with some other shit that's gonna do it for us tonight your definitive Avengers movie review my name is Paul McGinty Ian Sharpley
2: Matt Casal.
0: we will see you next time